Cheers. Richard, can Cheers. you please like act like you're on television? Act like you understand what screen time means. Why can we only see half of your face? What's wrong with the other half? I don't I I see all of my face. Richard, we, we see only half. see you were like this. Really? Yeah, there well, you go. The, right there. No, but I'm right saying right. no, no, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like on my screen, it shows up. Like I see everything. Dead people. I I, my bad. My bad. My I'll I'll center up, obviously. What's going on, guys? How are we doing? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Road Trippin'. I'm Channing Fry with Allie Clifton and Richard Allen Jefferson. We are here eight games into the season. Richard Jefferson, what's the biggest surprise so far? The biggest surprise for me so far. Of all the things, give me two. Okay, I'm going to say this. The Bucks defense the Bucks defense thus far. And, and again, that's nerdy basketball stuff. Like I'm surprised they're that bad. I'm not going to, there's zero chance that I'm blaming all of that on Dame. There were some, there's other things that are going on. They're changing things or tweaking things. The second one, I don't think there's been that many surprises. I, I truly don't. I think this far in like Memphis is probably doing a little bit worse than we expected, but no one's like crazy surprised that they're one and four, or one and five. No one's crazy surprised. Houston's playing good. Detroit's competing. Orlando's competing. Like the first five, 10 games, everybody's got a chance. So it's like, I don't think that there's been anything that we're like, yo, I'll say one. How about this? I'm surprised at Dallas. That Dallas has been, what are they? Five? They were five and one. That's like six and one, six and one. Yeah. They, they Dallas. That has been surprising. I think that's the biggest question mark that like people are like, oh, okay. And the reason why, Derek Lively. I give him hundred percent, a hundred percent credit. The the opportunities that he presented, the hands that he has, the finishes, the defense, the running, the IQ, all of those things. When you can interject, not even a rookie, he is their starting center. I think right now he's probably a, a top twenty center in this league. A yeah. top 20 center in this league. And uh, it, like, the, I'm being serious, probably even higher. If you talk about who you would want this season, I would want him possibly over a Clint Capella uh, right now. Clint, yeah. no, I'd say possibly. I said po by the end of the season, you might say it's a toss up for right. this guy being 19 years old and not real. And you're like, holy shit, this dude is, he started the second half of the first game. They're like, he outplayed Wimby in the first game. Like, Y yes, he is the reason. Trouble. But that's still out. That's part about playing someone. That's part about playing someone is staying out of foul trouble. They're both rookies. They're both in their first game. My point is this: because they were able to get a top twenty center. Now imagine if the Warriors had done that with Wiseman. Imagine if the Warriors had done that with Kaminga. Right? Like, and it's very rare to get a guy that's an impact player right away. That's a starter. Like here, bro. Like we're gonna give you all of these minutes. That has been. As a player, that's been the biggest surprise to me. Channing, what yeah. about your surprises? Honestly, I, not th not that I thought he would be worse, but I'm actually kind of happy that like Joel Embiid is like, yo, y'all forgot I'm MVP, and he's out there dogging the NBA. <laughs> like, it's wild. Now, obviously, he's a free throw hunter, right? Which is just part of his game, but still, like, 46 in three quarters, and then. I think, you know, and obviously we have friends on the staff. He's like, man, Nick Nurse is on his ass, and he's responding to it. 
Like, I don't, he was like, I don't know if anyone has ever truly challenged this version of Joel Embiid to be great every single night. Like everyone was like, well, you know, take this game off or take that game off where Nick Nurse is like, no, fuck this team up and you get tomorrow off. <laughs> you fuck that team, I'll give you 48 hours off. Like things like that. But then also the, I, I had no hope in the Philadelphia 76ers without James Harden. And now I'm like, hey, they're they going to be kind of de- like Tyrese Maxey taking that much of a jump is wild. Uh, so I would say overall the 76ers. And then another team, another person, and it's crazy early. It is crazy early. But Porzingis, right? I saw the list of the top 25 players in the NBA so far. Porzingis is like 15 based on like defensive rating, win shares, like the Celtics have four dudes in the top 25, which is crazy. And the fourth dude is number two, which is Jason Tatum. And then down is Porzingis and then Jalen Brown. And then 23, 24 is uh, Drew Holiday, which is bananas. Let me ask God. you this. Where are you with the Minnesota Timberwolves? Any surprise? They're no, four and two. They've handed Denver a loss. They handed Boston their first loss. Don't fall for that. Pretender. Do not fall for that. And here's why I want to get to Richards, Milwaukee. Big men that are only in a drop in ice get murdered in the playoffs. They do great during the regular season. They get destroyed in the playoffs. So to me, it shows a lot about the Milwaukee Bucks that they don't want to change anything up. They're like, we're going to be in a drop in ice. It's going to work during the regular season. Because Brooke only wants to do it this way. And at the end of the day, you need to be uncomfortable the first 25 games so that if you needed to go to something else in the playoffs, you were able to do that because you've had success. To only do one thing one way to win games now in November is to make give people You can't give people steady diets. Not great players. Not great. You can't give great players steady diets because they know what they look. They get to get to their spots. They get to pick their shots. You have to keep great players guessing. And to Channing's point, he's right, right? Like they were, he was up in coverage. And when you don't have an up in coverage means that you're not like in the paint waiting for the player to come. You're at the point of, at the point of attack where the screen happens. But the problem is, is that if that guard breaks that point of attack, there's two people behind him. And then it's just nightmare. And that, so Blake, or Blake, Brooke, when we did his game, he was up in coverage and he only had like two or three blocks. And I'm not saying he was that the full time, but only two or three blocks. Against the Knicks, they put him back in coverage and he was able to get all of those blocks. He, he I think he got seven blocks. His activity went great. He, like block shots energize guys. It's like a big dunk. You want to keep doing him. And so they reverted back to him being in that drop coverage, which is great, but Ultimately, to Channing's point, like if you're just doing that steady, it's going to be what happened the next It's time? great they in the regular season. It's great in the regular season. It's great in the regular season. Yeah, I just the Knicks are the Knicks, right? The Knicks are not Can't a team shoot. that make adjustments, and they also go whatever we do, we do it, do it harder, right? They are very solid in who they are as a team, and either works or it doesn't, and they don't change, right? To me, for Minnesota. And, and Brooke Lopez and Gobert, other than the shooting, defensively are the same, right? 
in the playoffs, if you are playing, if you are playing Boston, are you switching Jason Tatum on the Brooke Lopez? Who's funneling Jason Tatum to Brooke Lopez? Like it don't work like that. Cause then Porzingis just backs out and shoots a three. So for me, I want to see the, the Milwaukee Bucks be a little bit uncomfortable now so that they can be unstoppable later. That's just me. What's your prediction of the Sixers-Celtics match tonight? Matchup tonight? I bet you the Sixers do a lot of zone. Celtics just lost, so they're both coming. And it's a back-to-back. That's, uh, a, uh, that's a shitty uh, game. <clears throat> no. Nah. I mean, well, Joel I think- didn't play in the fourth. Joel didn't play in the fourth, and Boston had an overtime game. So it's like, oh, that's where people, when you get into the season series, and they're like, oh, you know, Philly beat them, you know, three times. And it's like, yeah, look at those wins. When were they? Who played? Who was rested? Like, what's the schedule? Like, even Philly, Philly was in Philly, and they play in Boston. You got to go from Minnesota all the way back to Boston. So that's another couple hours, right? There's another couple hours by the time you get in bed. So those guys are going to be working on three hours less rest, in my opinion, and an overtime game. Like, I'm not saying that Philly, they can't win. I'm not saying that, but that's where these things get a little bit dicey. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce, grip, and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player and rep his shoes on and off the court. The Curry 11s are perfect for both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes the shoe feel like it was designed for your feet, locked in, no matter what you do on the court. Stop in your tracks with dual density UA flow cushioning and traction. It's an emergency break you don't even notice. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of his sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on and off the court. Take these kicks with you when you leave the scrimmage and rep Under Armour wherever you go. So do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Curry is available now at currybrand.com. Okay, Channing, you mentioned the Knicks. Obviously, you did that game, Bucks knicks on Friday, Richard. What are you guys making of New York right now? They win. I, it's Richard. Hard, it's hard to watch. <laughs> and I'm a Nick. Dude, I want them to be good. They are hard to watch. It's just like. Are they on the same page? Yeah. I, they're like, on, they're I know. On a, you get it. Your turn. You get it. RJ Barrett's not even there. Imagine when no, RJ played, No, 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 no. He played last game. He played last game. He oh, wasn't there in the game. He, 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 he was there. He was there last game. He ball, actually balled out. Balled out. No, no, no. But. No, I, I think they're I don't think that they have they have a system, but they're not a cohesive unit. And I think when you see Mitchell Robinson's trainer, which is don't ever do that. If you're a parent, don't ever do that. There have been players in this league, like like and we're not just talking about like like Lonzo Ball. No, no, no. There's been other players. Like we saw Marvin Bagley and 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 uh uh De'Aaron Fox dads getting in on it on Twitter. Like don't like if you are a parent, a trainer, a brother, a sister, a, a high school coach, do not get involved in this business. It will not go well for your client ever. That's why you don't see agents tweeting that because they know it's bad business. It's bad business. And so to see Mitchell Robinson's trainer posting that stuff, to see you know, obviously Julius Randle looks frustrated or disinterested. He played outstanding last night. He played outstanding last night, but he's struggling to get off to a start. And Brunson, look, Brunson, 
you know, the first couple of years, you know, the honeymoon's over. We know he's a great player, and we know that this guy is most likely going to be an all-star, potential all-star, probably the, the best player on his team, but Julius Randle's still the most important, in my opinion. And look, a couple games – well, no, that's what I'm saying. Most important, like the best player is – I don't think see, he's the I, most see, I, Oh, I think the most Mitchell Robinson guy? is the most important guy. No, but Mitchell they, Robinson's they going to do all of those things. He's going to do all of those things, whether he gets a lob dunk or not. He's, no, he's pretty constant. Mitchell Robinson is off the court. They have the number two rated defense in the league when he is playing basketball. If he is not there to just – he's a gigantic P.J. Tucker. He's just out there for cardio, rebounds, and blocks. He's not even getting a look at the rim. If he was not out there – you have Julius Randle at your five. We've seen Julius be extremely de-interested with basketball if he just has to be a defender for a quarter or a half. It's just not who he is. It's not who that team okay. is. Mitchell oh, okay. So, so, who's, so who's their best? I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Mitchell who's Robinson. He's not very similar to similar to Derek Lively. How like okay. that dude, I don't think people fully understand that takes that takes them from a C plus team to like a, a B, B minus to yes. B minus team. And that's a big difference in this league, especially coming from a draft pick that you weren't expecting. And like I'm saying draft pick from the standpoint of like, imagine we're going to go back. What about the tanking that they did to get him? Wow. Those guys are looking like geniuses. Remember they said everybody <laughs> and they got fine. Those boys are looking like geniuses right now, but that's a whole nother story. No. Okay. My point is that Brunson's your best player. Right. Right. The bunch is your most consistent, whatever. Julius Randle. Is your most talented has, player. No, but if he has a good game, if right. he plays well, like Mitchell Robinson can play well, have a great game. It helps the Knicks, but it's not the deciding factor in the Knicks. It's not the deciding factor. Right. I think if Brunson's consistent and Julius Randle plays a very good game, right, then I think the Knicks become – more problematic like they did with the Knicks or what they did with the Cavs in my opinion so the only thing I'm saying is this he's the best Julius Randle's the most important they've got to get him engaged he balled out last night they won the game last night yeah. and so Julius uh, my thing with Brunson is this the more I watch them the more I think that he needs to create more for those guys he needs to be like he can get his shot off he's so shifty last year he averaged a career high six shifty. assists Shifty. 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 It's like yeah, a combination of shifty, shifty, and shitty, right? <laughs> but I just think his assist numbers are down. When I looked before last game, he was ranked 50th in assist. Ooh, now, if that's your point, gosh. yes. So, no, no, no. So, my point is this. Is Brunson more of a Kyrie where he's more of a scorer and more of a I'll get you a shot, blah, 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 but that's not his thing? Is he more of a Kyrie or is he more of a point guard? Is he because we've seen John Wall go twenty and ten? We've seen we've seen um, who else go twenty? Chris Paul be a twenty and ten guy. We've seen Fox. twenty and ten. De'Aaron Fox. We've seen. I don't know if Fox is quite at ten, but he's at a high number of assists. My point is that is he's got to find a way if they're going to give him the ball and let him be ball dominant. He's got to get open shots for his guys, right? And if you're starting point guard that has the ball in his hands. A whole lot is 50th in assists. You got to kind of look at that and be like, hey, maybe we need you to score 
24 instead of 28 and get these other guys involved one or two more times. That might be the formula for success for that team versus him is, averaging 27. Is that Tibbs or is that him? That If you look at Tibbs' teams, he is very – I feel like he is very singular about who has the green light and where we're going to rely and who doesn't, right? He's like, be aggressive, but – don't be more aggressive than him because these two dudes are going to get 48 shots a night. Well, it's not fair, but Tibbs has also never been to an NBA Finals. So, mm-hmm. like, I can't say – like, I, I'm going to sit coach. here – as, as, as a head coach. As a head coach, which is what we're, we're basing him on. So, yeah, he's had some injuries. He's had some things. Like, I, I'm not – it's not all on the coach, but no different than we hold Doc Rivers to the standard in some of his playoff failings and some yeah. of the mistakes that, that he has made in the postseason. Similarly, we're not saying Doc Rivers is not a great coach. Doc Rivers is a Hall of Fame coach. Doc Rivers, if he's coaching your team, you're going to be very good in the regular season, and then it's kind of like we'll see in the postseason. Same with Tibbs. Tibbs is very good in the regular season, multi-time coach of the year. So that's the only thing I'm saying is that, like, that might be Tibbs, it might be this. But at the end of the day, your starting point guard can't be 50th in assist. True. Or you got to have a crazy big man that's – You better have Jokic. You better have Jokic. Yeah. Well, let me ask you can't this, have because obviously thirsties. we know that Knicks fans are very tough. Having said that, are you concerned with use the word disengaged possibly with Julius Randle? Obviously, there was that clip after that Bucks game where he was visibly upset about a possession down the stretch. You've got guys weighing in from overseas when it comes to moments like that throughout the course of a game. Are you concerned with the level no, of No, 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 no. Did you send Channing that? Did you send Channing that too, or were you just trying to mess with my day? No, I, I said that to you guys. Oh, you said the Decker thing? Yeah. Did Where'd okay. you see that, Allie? Were you just trying to fuck up my day, Rich? No, no, I don't remember. I don't. I don't. Work. No, you sent that to. Guess I knew what, you sent guys, it to me. This I is the thing: when you put it on Twitter, it can be sent, received, however it may or find its way. No, to do no, no, I, no, 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 no. My, my point is. Oh, okay. Everyone, everyone, take a step back. <laughs> Recently, on some some group chat somewhere, there was a statement <laughs> when Julius Randall didn't run back and Sam Decker, um, he was like, oh, you know, there's guys busting their butts and did this and to try and get in this league. One, let me address. That is very true, right? There's a level of respect for the game that I think everyone should stand for. I I don't question that. I think it's unfair of him to say that from a standpoint of Julius Randle is not the reason why you're not in the league. This was not a bench guy. This was not, this guy is an all NBA player. He was a top 15 player in the league. You don't look at that guy and say, he's taking up one of the spots. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful to say that to a multi-time all NBA. Now he was disrespectful to the game. Obviously there's some visible emotions and we could see that with players across the league. But my big thing is this, you don't, cherry pick that guy at a tough moment and say there's guys working their butts off to get we know that bro everyone knows that but he's not the reason why you're not in the league now if you're watching one of the bottom teams like houston last year and you saw a guy not give any effort that is a 13th man on the houston rockets that's a guy that you shoot a shot at like yo there's guys over there that would kill for this opportunity even in garbage time to even get back to the league that's who you go at you don't go at a multi-time All NBA player. That's unfair, right? Yeah. That that to me that that's that's unfair. And I got respect for him. There's no there's no shade here. This is just my opinion on what he said. No, nothing but respect. 
But that one, because I know the guys that are grinding. We had we had Jason Gardner. We had our guys that are that grinded their whole time just waiting for a shot. So I understand where that emotions comes, but you can't direct it at a guy that ain't taken up. That's his spot for the next decade. He ain't the one to be like, oh, see, these guys are wasting opportunities. No, 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 no. He was having a bad moment and picked a bad spot to have it. But let's not cherry pick that. Yeah. I'll say this, and this is just being 100% blunt. I don't like watching Julius Randle play bad basketball, right? When he plays bad basketball, to me, it irks me so much. And here's why. Number one, I played with him and have seen him play really good. When he plays really good, it is amazing to see that 6'9", 270-pound human. It's almost like he's the most important. It's almost like he's the most important almost, player on their team. Almost. When he plays good, unselfish basketball, it is great for me to report. It is great to watch. When he starts going into what I call little piggy mode, where he's just trying to shoot and eat and do whatever, and you know it, hey, he's not even looking at the score. He's not looking at nothing. He's going into straight Jordan Poole mode where he goes, I'm getting this shot up. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up, bitches. Shout, out, shout out my guy, Kmart. Shout out my guy, Kmart. <laughs> but look, his body language, I played with Braun three years. I don't really, body language comes and goes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but bad he, shooting. But it's funny. Right up, it's for, funny, though. Right at him. <laughs> No, no, but it's funny it's though because true. like once you no once you he said it respectfully he said it in a team meeting before like guys I'm sorry you guys know I get emotional I'm still working on that and that's all we want to hear and he's also a guy that has apologized at dinner like guys I'm sorry I got upset man and like you see he's so visibly like like he loves his team he's one of those guys but he's an emotional guy like there's no that's that you're not stripping that away from him and so you don't right. fault anybody especially when they're self aware. Right, especially when they're self-aware. And sometimes like you when you see Chalmers or when you see people, I've even you see little chirps back. It's like, all right, motherfucker, we, we you know, like Channing like yells Channing at people about guacamole. Yeah, it is hands in his hands in a guacamole. So it's like he's it not like that, that's where but that's where like back to Channing's point about about like people being, you know, body language going up and down. I'm glad that us fucking with your day just turned into that. All right, guys, who are your sleeper picks for the week? A guy, a player that you think has the capabilities of going off and to score more than his sleeper app predictions. Give me one. Oh, it's tough. I would have picked Cam Thomas. What the fuck? Way to go out on a limb, bro. <laughs> hey, listen. You that talk take about was about as hot as breast milk, bro. Dude. Oh, is it hot? Did you have you guys ever milk? tasted your wife's breast milk? No. 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 Channing's lying. He's put in his coffee before. I know. No, we I don't had even a drink conversation on set about that the other day. Some people do. You know what? Yeah. Who you're going with Cam Thomas? Yeah, right? because you understand you understand his numbers, Channing, are super high. So he's got to go over probably 23 right now, 22 at night to go over his numbers. Easy. Do you, this dude talk about blinders? <laughs> Yo, he is a NASCAR driver. Left turns only. <laughs> no assist. No rebounds, give him the ball, and he's going to get you a bucket. When he gets the ball, either add two or three. That's it every single time. Okay, that's who you're really going with? Yeah, that's who I'm going with. <laughs> it's because look, we talked about him two weeks ago. Fair. Like, can he do this consistently? And it's like, 
45, 33, 39, 32, 28, 25. And the Nets are winning. So they're like, well, I'm going to turn that in. He's going to do a truth or trash. Cam Tom, I'm going to hold, I'm going to turn that. So Rich, go first. Okay. Chang's going to be mad about this one. Michael Porter Jr. No Jamal Murray. Michael Porter. He's going to get above his number. No, no Jamal Murray. Right now, you know Michael Porter Jr. is staring up at the ceiling like, I'm going to shoot all the balls. I'm going to shoot all of them. I'm going to shoot. You know. You know Michael Porter Jr. is like, wait, no Jamal? No Jamal. Oh, I'm shooting all the balls. I'm rich. And he don't care if he misses first five. I'm shooting all the balls. And rightfully so. Who is thirstier? Richard, question. Who is thirstier out of these three people? Michael Porter Jr. or four? I, I, I'll go five, five, five. Michael Porter Jr., <laughs> Cam Thomas, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, or Jordan Poole? Okay, thirstiest? That like thirstiest. Like, I know thirstiest. I would say thirstiest. I would say Jordan Poole. Okay. I'm going to give you my order. Number one would be Jordan Poole because he's already won. He's already got his money. And he's just like, I'm going to see what kind of bullshit I can be on. Right. I'm going to see what type of absurd shots I can shoot. And they're not like it's the Wizards. They're not planned to win shit. They've given him free reign, whatever. So he's won. Cam Thomas is next thirsty because he's like, this is my chance to eat. I'm going to eat everything. And that like all the years he's been sitting on the bench being like, I could score better. He's out there to prove it. So that's number two. Number three, I would say. Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. And the reason why he's number three is because he is the third best player on this team. So he gets third amount of shots. Some nights it could be fourth if Aaron Gordon's hooping or somebody else. So now he gets to be like, yes, I get to move up. Zach Levine is a scorer. That's what he does. He's an established scorer. He's been an all-star as a scorer. So it's like not him one going assist, and scoring. You get 45 nah, But that's fair. But, but, him, but him going and doing that, that's like Kyrie. Like, that's just what they do. He wakes up and scores. He's like, I didn't know you were open. I jumped 38 inches in the air on my jumper. <laughs> I didn't see anybody or even a hand to contest. Yeah. And then last is Julius Randle. Because I think Julius Randle, we both know, when he's cooking, will pass the ball. He's yeah. an assist guy. Like, he gets out on the perimeter. He does everything. And damn, I'm good. I, just, I, just, yeah. I just broke that shit down from one to five for you. I don't think y'all appreciate the level of – I'm talking to the audience. Oh, we do. Appreciate We're going to put a bow on it. We're going to put a bow on it. Road Trip and Sleeper Fucking Pick God. of the Week. They're sponsored by Sleeper Fantasy. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code Road Trip for a deposit match for up to $100. Terms and conditions apply. Do you feel uh, confident and great about his breakdown there, Channing? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, let's finish off this segment with a truth or trash. Trap. Use your words, Alex. Wow. Or trash. Wow. Talk much. Wow. As of right now, Nets guard Cam Thomas is the NBA's most improved player. Truth or trash? Right now, right now, yes. Right now, yes. Right. No, right now, yes. At this point in time in the season, one hundred percent most improved. Not even a question. Not. Yeah. Like when you go from when you go from averaging oh what, Tyrese Maxey stop it no Tyrese not Maxie. most improved not most improved and no, if he's he, on the he'll number two team right now Tyrese Maxey didn't even start last year and he's averaging you didn't even know Cam Thomas's name last night year bro <laughs> like yeah, they yeah. were holding they're holding a max spot they're holding a max spot. And they didn't give Maxi an extension, and a lot of people were like, Maxi could be that that max extension they need to see. They didn't want to give that to him or Dude. take up all of that salary cap, giving Listen. him 
75% of that max slot that they have. They didn't know. So they're like, we're going to keep two slots. That's why I'm just saying he was, con- he's considered to be a max player. That's not most this? improved. Yes. He is averaging 25 and a half points, 50, 40, 90, right? With four and a half rebounds and seven assists. So that whatever he was last year, you're he fair. won that. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'll give it to that. <laughs> no, no, hear me out. This is why you're going to give it right. Because how many points a game did did uh, did Cam Thomas average last year? Since you're on the, your interweb. Fuck you. <laughs> so much love to Do you want to know how to spell his name? Do you want to know how to spell his name? No, it's right here. I see him. Uh, last year, he averaged uh, 10 and a half. And what is he averaging now? None of your business. <laughs> None ya. How many is he averaging? 29. Okay, he's averaging... <laughs> 20, 28. No, no, no. He's averaging 28. Well, 20, 28.7. So 29 on 30. No, 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 no. no, no, no. He's shooting 48, 33 with, no, with four rebounds and two assists. No, 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 no. Look, Maxi is the better player. There's no question about that. And the jump the that Maxi is making. Okay. Yeah. So so that's what I'm saying. And, and they did it. They give 30 it to, is a little different. Yeah, well. Well, when they give it to Brandon Ingram, right? And it's like they said that they should rename they should rename the award to the lottery pick that improved to an all-star. That's yeah. that's what it is. That's so Cam Thomas, yeah, he might be able to sneak it in there, but it's like more often to like John Morant. John Morant got most improved over Desmond Bain. People didn't know Desmond Bain's name. Respectfully, I say that. Like he was like not a household name. John Morant was. He was a number two pick. He was doing all of these things, and he and like yes, he did make a big jump. But it's like ultimately Desmond Bain turned into a fucking legit player that year, and probably made the biggest talent whatever jump. So that's what Cam Thomas is doing. There's other guys that do it, but most of the time these things go to top ten picks that are good and then make a big jump in their third year. My biggest issue is that's what the fuck they're supposed to do. What they're supposed to do. What they're supposed to do. Don't give me a two-pick that turns into an all-star and says, oh, he made the biggest jump. No, that that's what you – why'd you draft him number two? We're going to shut down this episode. And on the other side, I'm going to get into more truth or trash with you guys. Also, can we have a segment of Ali's head in the gutter on this edition? And then also, NIL deals for high school students. I need your thoughts after this. <laughs> <laughs> 